was the title Concrete Rose, which is a... I don't know if Tupac was in a concert and he was just like talking to the audience or something, but he references Concrete Rose and he compares himself to, you know, it's it's a pretty easy metaphor to decipher. It, it, it ain't a puzzle, people. I remember when I was reading The Hate You Give, I did not realize it was a Tupac song. I was like, oh, is that why, is that why there's a you in there? And I was like, oh, okay. Learn something new every day. <laughs> you didn't just figure that out right now, right? You knew that already. I just did. Oh, Ashley. <laughs> I can't, I can't make fun of you, man. I didn't know it until like weeks after I read the book. I was like, oh. Okay, it's been years, Don. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty embarrassing for you. <laughs> Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley and today we are doing an impromptu review of Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas. I want to call her Angie Stone. Angie Stone is a singer. So if I actually say Angie Stone, I apologize in advance. (laughs) (laughs) We were supposed to do Hall of Smoke but we are collabing with another podcast and they weren't quite ready yet, so that will be coming out March 2nd, Hall of Smoke. So today we're going to do Concrete Rose. And um, before I forget, if you like what you hear, go ahead and follow us on Apple or Google or anywhere where you get your podcasts. All right, before we begin, I'm going to do a quick book overview. If there's one thing 17-year-old Maverick Carter knows, it's that a real man takes care of his family. As a son of a former gang legend... Mav does that the only way he knows how, dealing dealing for the King Lords. With his money, he can help his mom, who works two jobs while his dad's in prison. Life's not perfect, but with a fly girlfriend and a cousin who's always has his back, Mav's got everything under control. Until that is, Mav Maverick finds out he's a father. Suddenly he has a baby, seven, who depends on him for everything, but it's not easy to sling dope, finish school, and raise a child. So when he's offered a chance to go straight, he takes it and... That's all I'm going to say. Okay. You guys know what this book is about. You don't need us to tell you. All right, Ashley, what did you rate Concrete Rose? I rated a four to a four and a half. Okay. I think more closer to a four. Okay. I gave it a reluctant four, probably more like a 3.9, but I bumped it up to a four. Um, One thing I did forget to say is that... If you're new to the podcast, we do a spoiler-free edition first, and then we will let you know when we start our spoiler edition. Sorry. Ashley usually goes first, and she usually knows all that information. She says it in the right places. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so... That's all right. Yeah. Now we're going to go into our dislikes, because we like to end on a positive note. And uh, did you have any dislikes, Ashley? What'd you dislike? Oh. Of course, of course I did. Okay. 
Um, my first dislike is that this was a hard book for me to read. The language was particularly difficult for me. It is not language that I'm used to speaking. I was almost reflecting on when I read Harry Potter for the first time and Hagrid was speaking and how you have to like slip into like the slang that is being spoken. And a lot of this book is told in like street slang and it's not something that I read every day. So I really had to be very intentional with like making sure I was like reading every word. (laughs) So it was a little bit of a harder read for me to get into. Like I didn't just fly through the book because I like found myself having to really make sure I was understanding what was being said. Okay. I listened to it. So I didn't have that problem, uh, but I know what you're talking about. I'm going to give an example. When I was in high school, did you have to read um, Their Eyes Were Watching God in high school? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) For half of that book, she says I as an A-H. It was spelled A-H. And as a kid, I was pronouncing it ah, ah. And I was like, what does ah mean? It took me halfway through the book to realize she was saying I. And I was like, oh, my God, Dawn, you're a freaking idiot. So, yeah, I totally understand. Sometimes you're like, what? And you got to kind of orient yourself around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I couldn't I couldn't read it while I was, like, in the room with other people because I'm like, I can't focus. Oh, okay. I was like, ugh. But I listened to it, half of it on audio, half of it I did read. So it's like when I listened to it on audio, I was like, all right all right, I've got it. It's okay. Like, but when I had to actually put it to the page, it was a little rough for me there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, I honestly don't have any dislikes. I did have some things where I felt like she could have done better, but I didn't dislike anything. So one thing, well, the biggest thing are the characters. I felt like King and Aisha and Lisa were underdeveloped, way underdeveloped. And I really wanted to know more about King because he is important in Maverick's life and what happens to him and the hate you give, he does. It's not a spoiler. Um, Is it a spoiler? I don't think so. In the hate you give, Maverick does go to jail for King because he doesn't want to be in the King Lords anymore. So he does go to jail. But... And King is in the book. He's in The Hate You Give a lot. And so is Aisha. And so I really wanted to meet them more as teens, especially Aisha being the mother of seven and she just kind of abandons him. But she doesn't, she's not really in the story enough for me. And that was, those were my major dislikes. I wanted more from those two characters and I didn't get it. Yeah, that was literally one of my next ones. I had it as, like, a little nitpick. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's not bad, but it's... I wasn't happy with it. Um, There was just... The King, Aisha, and Lisa were so underdeveloped that I just felt like the story was just solely about Maverick and Seven. Yeah. And Dre for a little bit, you know? But it's, like... I was like, we're introduced to all these people. Where do they all go? You know? Yeah. So my next one was that it's just it's just a little nitpick. It's not really like, it's not bad. Like, this book was not bad. So there's not a lot of things that we're going to be like, I hated X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This one for me was just like, 
the the plot is so simple it's on the simpler side that there's not a whole lot of drastic dramatic moments that kind of have you gripping on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. it's more it's definitely like it's very realistic fiction like read so <laughs> it's more of like okay we're just moving through the throes of everything all right i mean it's yeah it's not it's not bad but it's not yeah enjoyable that much i don't know <laughs> i know what you're, you're saying yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, there's not a big pivotal moment where you're like, aha. There is a moment there is. towards the end where you're like, it's going to be big. And it's kind of just mellow. It yeah. happens. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and that's, I think, once again, like I said, this is not a dislike, but I can't help but to compare it to The Hate You Give because it's kind of a prequel, if you will. And The Hate You Give was, Mm -hmm. I felt, way more critical than this book. In The Hate You Give, you have Star who's dealing with identity. You know, she goes to this predominantly white school and she feels like she has to code switch when she's around her white friends as, a, as opposed to around her black friends. She's dealing with that and she's dealing with the murder of her friend in her face. What happened in front of her by a police officer and she doesn't she's not ready to be the voice of the revolution. So she's dealing with that. And then she's got her father and dealing with her uncle. Like there was a lot going on in Star's life. But here it's just him and his kid and being a teen father and that is pretty much it which makes it not as critical which in turn makes it not as good as the hate you give it's not bad but it's just not as good as the hate you give and that's kind of how i saw it but that is one of my biggest issues if you want to call it an issue it's still more of a nitpick it was just not as critical as i was hoping it was going to be Especially since Maverick was my favorite character in The Hate You Give. I liked Maverick better than Star in The Hate You Give. And so I was really mm-hmm. excited because this was his story. And he had a good story, but his story wasn't as good as Star's was in her book. Yeah. And he's set up well. Like, Mav is set up super well. Like, to have this big, dramatic, you know life that he's leading and having to move away from and handle things and like all this stuff and it's just kind of like here we go trucking along still in the same tempo (laughs) it's not really going up at all and there was only two times in this book where I was like oh and it was only like a little like oh yeah (laughs) you know um yeah, and that's pretty much all I had for things I didn't like. Yeah, me too. That's all I had. Wow, yeah. that's short. This is going to be a short one, guys. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and that's really because... The book is short, too. Yeah, but I mean, it's really because it's not it's not really a critical book, so there's really not much to talk about, unfortunately. Sorry, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, what'd you like? Oh... One thing I will say is that Angie does a great job of making you really, like, relatable to the characters. Like, I felt Maverick's pain when he had seven the first few nights and that breaking point as a parent. I'm a parent to a three-year-old, so it's like 
I understand that breaking point where you're like, I can't do anything anymore. Where has my life gone? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's Maverick's dealing with this in a whole different uh, state of mind because he's a teen father now, had no idea that he got someone pregnant and was so sure he was going to bet money on the fact that he did not get this girl pregnant. And so I really liked the fact that, like, I was Maverick's burdens. Like, I, I just ached for him because I understood what it feels like to be a common new parent. But then I also was like, if I had to have done that when I was 17, oh, no. Oh, no. No wonder people drop out of school. Like, no, you can't Mm -hmm. do it. And then have to support them. Whatever. Like, no. (laughs) So that was one of the things that I was just like, I get you, dude. I am on your team. Yeah. I will be right there rooting for you. (laughs) I am a teen librarian and I buy my teen books. And therefore, I read a lot of teen books. And there are not a lot of books about teen fathers. So I really did like that it is, he is a teen father. And so now I have something to give a teen when they are looking for something about teen fathers or teen mothers or something. So I did like that this is different in the YA publishing community or something. Yeah. And that kind of piggybacks on what you were saying. So everything you say, I agree with. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The next part that I really liked was that there's this there's this world that me as as a white female that grew up in a middle class home, I don't understand and I will never understand because I've never had to lead this lifestyle before I was appreciative to gain knowledge as to what happens to other people in my world that I don't see day to day so Maverick's struggle between being a drug lord right because he's born into it he's in this um this gang for protection. His dad was one of the main guys in there. And it's like, he has to decide between drug money and honest money and what that means to, to him. Right. And it's like, well, if I'm out on the streets, I can be making hundreds of dollars off of selling someone some weed. than me spending a week in a grocery store working an honest job, and it's not going to pay even an electric bill, right? So it's like this oh, This completely opened my eyes to the fact that, like, this system is so disconfobbled that it's, it's just, it, I really enjoyed this book for that reason because I got to see something that I don't understand. And it made me look at it with fresher eyes, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I'll piggyback on that as well. In The Hey You Give, Khalil is the boy who is murdered. And one mm-hmm. thing I liked, well, Angie 
almost called her Angie Stone, Angie Thomas did in The Hate You Give, is we see Khalil and he's in this car and he's got these nice clothes and shoes on and we know he deals drugs. And you, as the reader, have decided the type of person that he is. He's a drug dealer. He is a one-dimensional guy. He's expendable. Who cares if he's killed? He's not useful to society, that type of thing. But then as the story progresses, you learn that his mother has cancer. He has to quit his job, his honest job, to be a drug dealer to pay for her health care. That's why he's doing it. And so we kind of mm-hmm. see Maverick in this similar situation. In The Hate You Give, Khalil dies very quickly. But in the mm-hmm. in Concrete Rose, he's kind of, Maverick has kind of become the Khalil character. And we get to see mm-hmm. it actually on page where he is trying. He, he, you know, he, he, his mother isn't ill, but he does have to take care of two babies. And he's like, oh my God. I can't do that working at this corner store. I need to I need mm-hmm. to feed my family. And so, you know, as someone like you said who did not grow up in um that lifestyle, Ashley and I live in the same town. I didn't either. You know, nobody in my family is a drug dealer or anything like that. Um but to read somebody else's story and having these pre judged ideas about someone and then you're like oh I can understand why you need to sell weed or whatever because the government doesn't want to pay you $15 an hour so that you can pay health care and pay your electricity bill so you have to find other ways so I like that mm-hmm. Khalil and Maverick kind of mirror each other and the way they differ though is well, they, they're the same because I believe in The Hate You Give, Khalil also had like an adult mentor. Someone gave him a job. They were trying to help him, but he just couldn't, he couldn't sustain it. And it's the same thing with mm-hmm. Maverick. He, the, the store owner is like, you know, I, you need to be here. I'm going to help you work in my garden. He also has an adult in his life to kind of help him along. But somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, Khalil didn't it it didn't work out for him whereas Maverick this guy really stayed on top of him and really helped him out so we see these two men and one you know he didn't deserve to die he he should not have been killed at the hands of a police officer but then we have Maverick who takes it he takes a different path so I do Mm -hmm. like how the two characters kind of mirror each other and we kind of get to see Khalil and maybe if Khalil had not have been murdered maybe he would have made a different choice as well and so we kind of get to see him through Maverick so I'm pretty sure that was intentional so I did like that yeah yeah my next my next point right there is that like I liked the fact that this book really puts a spotlight on like the people that you have influencing your life right if if Maverick wouldn't have had Mr. Wyatt the grocery store owner being like son you need to straighten it up like I know that it is hard and I get it, but this is not how you want to lead your life. What goals do you have for yourself? I mean, he goes on and on and on about like, think more about yourself. And it's all about like doing the hard work and putting it in. And like, it's like, okay, well, how many people do you have in in your life that is like a Mr. White to you? That's pushing you to do something like that. If everyone had this important 
mentor in their life that is like, I believe in you 100%, how much different would people turn out to be, right? Because Mm -hmm. Khalil, unfortunately, did not get to that point where he was like, okay, like, I don't want to keep shifting back into this. Where Maverick had that moment where he was like, I can't. I'm out. Like, whatever I have to do, I'm out. Like, if I have to pay you, King, like, three times over, I know I'm indebted to you, but I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know. I liked that part that Angie was really trying to push there because it's like, it's not your standard YA book where it's heroin, you know, having this issue with a guy or whatever. Like, very rarely do we see this particular point of view with a teen dad that's really struggling with his identity and his purpose in this world. And it's like, who's supporting him? Right? So it's like, your dad's in jail. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. do I continue to go down the path that my dad has laid out for me? Or do I move somewhere else? But how do I do that? Yeah. So I had the same thing. And I swear, Ashley and I do not, we do not discuss the book before we do this <laughs> podcast. But I love how we have the exact same notes. It's funny. I'm so, like, here, you want to see them? <laughs> yeah. Mine. And I too have that. I have lots of adults in Angie Thomas's books. Her books always have adult mentors in her books what her books always have (laughs) she always has adult mentors in her books everyone she had I've read all three of them and there's always either an even if it's an older adult sibling or aunt or uncle or something and once again as someone who reads teen contemporary adults are never in the story it's like kids are just making these decisions no adult is giving them advice they just do it all on their own and I'm like that is unrealistic so when it happens in a book where there are several adults in the story you're like it it stands out because it doesn't happen in YA ever so yeah I mean I can't I can't add anything to it you just said it (laughs) so I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's all I have for a non-spoiler. Um, the only other thing I had was the title, Concrete Rose, which is a... I don't know if Tupac was in a concert and he was just like talking to the audience or something, but he references Concrete Rose and he compares himself to... You know, it's it's a pretty easy metaphor to decipher. It, mm. it, it ain't a puzzle, people. Uh, but I do think that it was, <laughs> I think I thought that it was appropriate for the book. I think it, it Maverick is a concrete rose. He's this rose that is this beautiful thing that is flourishing and growing in something unnatural that, or not unnatural, but that's not where it's supposed to be growing. It's supposed to be in a garden. It's not supposed to be in concrete. So I thought it was pretty appropriate for the book. I did. I liked the title. Um, I do too. Yeah. I remember when I was reading The Hate You Give, I did not realize it was a Tupac song. I was like, oh, is that why, is that why there's a you in there? And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Learn something new every day. (laughs) You didn't just figure that out right now, right? You knew that already. I just did. Oh, Ashley. (laughs) 
I can't I can't make fun of you, man. I didn't know it until like weeks after I read the book. I was like, oh. Okay, it's been years, Don. Yeah, that is pretty embarrassing for you. Okay, that's all for now, guys. We're going to move into our spoiler edition. And we will put that in the show notes. So if you have not read Concrete Rose, please hop out now if you don't want it spoiled for you. Hey guys, my name's Abby and I co-host the Book Life Podcast with my best friend Mo. We cover fantasy, sci-fi, and historical fiction books and talk book-related topics like our favorite character types, world building, and books versus their movies. New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite platform. Now, back to your show. We are getting into it in five, four, three, two, one. Something I want to point out here. Okay. I thoroughly, like, I felt so bad for Maverick. He received no slack at all in anything. Meaning, like, with Aisha, with Lisa, with his mama, and his baby daddy duties, and school, and work. I mean, this poor dude (laughs) was like, sorry, I can't come tonight. I've got to watch my kid. I have laundry to do. Oh, I have to go to work right now. Mm. No slack whatsoever. He was like, that moment that he had with Seven where he was like, I want to be your daddy and I'm going to do whatever I can to protect you was like he was like I don't care anymore I'm just gonna go for it Mm. it's like he has got to be so tired so tired Uh, I agree yeah and then I felt and and what's funny is that you know she's pregnant because you we know that she has star but at the same time, when she, like, takes a pregnancy test, you're like, oh, please don't let it be because this poor kid has already, already has so much to do. But you know, you know, but you're still, like, hoping and praying that she's not pregnant. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, who was it, Mo? I think it's the mom's, like, girlfriend. Yeah. She was like, but you had some, like, fertile babies. In there. <laughs> you just had a kid. One time, people. One time. Yeah. What does that tell you? Always use protective. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Let's see. I wanted to talk about. Um, I loved the fact that this story was about, and we had talked about this in the spoiler-free part. You know, this. I loved that the story is about black boys learning what it means to be men. And, like, Mr. Wyatt's quote in particular, um, he says, some one of the biggest lies ever told is that black men don't feel emotions. Guess it's easier not to see us as human when you think we're heartless. Back to the matter is we feel things, hurt, pain, sex, all of it. We got a right to show them feelings as much as anybody else. And it's like, that, like, just to me, in general, I'm like, how many times are men or boys told not to cry and not to show emotion that they have to be these big, strong people? You know, it's the same thing with 
um, women and how we characterize our emotions and like told to suck it up. You don't need to have all these feelings. What's wrong with you? And it's like, if everyone was told that people be handling their emotions a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. I just want Mr. Wyatt in my back pocket as a wise old soul <laughs> to tell me and things are down. I guess all right, Ashley, you just got to get back up again. <laughs> he reminded me of this like wise old owl that's like well it's gonna suck you're gonna have to work hard but it's worth it in the end yeah so that was one of the quotes i really liked uh i didn't write anything down for spoilers i was like i don't i don't know what there is to spoil he didn't i don't know how i felt about the whole um first of all i don't remember dre in the hate you give uh, I liked Dre, and I, I knew it was coming because, like, well, he's just too good of a character to live. He ain't going to make it. But it happened so fast yeah. that I wasn't prepared I for it. Much. It was a little rushed, and maybe I should have said that in my dislikes. I felt like his murder was a little rushed. And then the the guy who he thought it was and how he was going to handle it. I mean, I guess I liked that part of it. Because we did see him thinking about redemption for Dre. I have my children. I don't want to be like my father. Redemption for Dre. So I did like how he um, thought it out. And also like she didn't show what happened. It just went to the next chapter. And you kind of have to wait a minute to find out what, what he did. Did he do it? Did he not do it? So I like that. Yeah, literally, part of it. It was like, he do it? Did he do it? Yeah. Did he do it? After all this contemplating in his head mm-hmm. and all the counsel that he sought, you know, he talked to Jerry's grave and then he went to his dad. And his dad was like, I'm not going to like say you're a bad person because look where I am. But I'm going to tell you, you might not want to because you'll end up like me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, blood is blood, blah, blah, like this whole thing. I was stuck dad when Dre died. I was like, oh. I'm like, he's just, I knew, like, I had a feeling that he was going to go. Because I was like, he's just floating, like, outside of the blind's eye of the gang, right? Like, he's just kind of floating off spectrum, still present but not i was like these two you you can't have both worlds right you can't be happy in your personal life and be in this gang the gang owns your life yeah so um and then i did we don't know who killed him no we don't i don't think so like i that was i didn't say that in the spoiler free edition i wanted to know who killed him I don't think it's important. um, It wasn't Red, you know, like it wasn't him. And so I'm like, was it the other gang? For sure. I don't know. Was it the first they caught? I don't know. You still don't know who did it. No. But. (sighs) I don't have anything else. What else did I have on here? I'm just looking. 
I did like the themes in this book, right? Because there are themes that are not touched on in YA books at all. And if they are, it's very minimal to none. But this one in particular, I mean, it touches on gang relations, poverty, um, life for black teens, facing world that is systematically, you know, unstable and is always out to crush you. Um, The joy of what life can be, violence, you know, coming of age. Like there's all these things that she kind of puts all into one little novella here. So I liked that because it's like, I feel like there's some times where you and I go through books and we're like, do we have a theme? Do we know what the theme is here? And it's like, this one's very blatantly obvious. Oh, yeah. These are all that are happening here. So I did like that with this. But, I mean, other than that, I just don't really have a whole lot to say. I don't have anything else. kind of sums it up. Well, guys, <laughs> this is like uh, the floor podcast. <laughs> yeah. our, um, our next book talk, like Don mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, is going to be a collaborative um, podcast with another book, uh, a bookish world podcaster like ourselves. We are going to be doing Hall of Smoke by H.M. Long. So stay tuned for that. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.